Let's just lift our hands and thank God what he's doing for America. How many know God's moving in our nation? One more time. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. That's it. Just lift your hands and thank him. Because you know what? The blessing's going to come on your family. The blessing's going to come on your children. The blessing is on you. Amen. And thank God he's not forsaken us as a people. But there is a breakthrough anointing that is on your life tonight. And I just believe that this service tonight is ordained of God. That we might receive from the hand of the Lord everything that he has prepared for us. I was praying this afternoon in the Holy Ghost, and I just felt like lifting my hands, and my wife will tell you, <laughs> all of a sudden the power of God hit me. I jumped off of that chair and started dancing around the room. Amen. Because it's real. Someone say it's real. Say it again. It's real. And I tell you, God's going to raise up 10,000 miracle workers across this nation. And it's not going to be the work of just any one person, but the work of the Holy Ghost shall cause the major cities to be touched. I didn't know it when we accepted uh, the call of these young preachers from these cities, but it was sanctuary cities. I wasn't even really familiar with the term, but God knew all about it. Can you say amen? And in these places we went, we had as many as 70 nations of the world in the service. And uh, as far as people that had never heard the gospel before, we had close to 3,000 people in these two crusades that gave their hearts to Jesus Christ. Muslims, you remember one night all those Egyptians came in that one meeting. And they were shaking their head. They said, we didn't know Jesus made the deaf to hear. We didn't know that Jesus made blind people to see. We didn't even know Jesus was alive. But every time a miracle would take place, you know what I would shout? Jesus is alive. And I'd get the people to shout it. And you could feel the faith come up. Amen. I tell you, I prophesy to you that there is a mighty move of God coming to Botkins like never before. They will be praying for the sick on the streets of these uh, outlying towns from Jackson Center uh, to Botkins. Uh, Watkins, all the way to Sydney and Piqua. I just saw it today as I prayed a breakthrough. Someone say a breakthrough. And your families, Brother Bob, God's going to move on families. And God's going to move on your family tonight. Let's lift our hands and just encourage the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Pray out loud. Pray strong. Don't let the devil shut up your praise. Don't let the devil shut up your prayer tonight. I know it's Wednesday night, but it's the best night to be blessed. It's the best night to receive. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. How many of you have come tonight to receive something from the Lord? Then just give him the praise that's due him. Your praise goes up. Amen. Power of God comes down. Hallelujah. One last thing before... Uh, we go into the Word of God. I see, obviously, that they put our magazine in the table there. Is that right?
But if you'd like to read more about the Jersey City meeting, there's two full pages. We taught Muslim children about Jesus in the day. We had as many as 150 children from Africa and, and that were Muslim, and they were learning about Jesus. Oh, it was wonderful. I say it was wonderful. Amen. And uh, uh, last edition, we uh, published on what God did in Buffalo, but uh, these are free if you'd like to get one. And then our schedule, yeah, this is the current schedule. If you'd like to pray for these Holy Ghost meetings God's having us to hold, uh, we need your prayers. And uh, you'll notice there's nothing in there asking you for money. I, I, I need your prayer more than I need your money to be truthful with you. Amen. Because through prayer, God can do mighty things. God can do mighty things through you. Now, if you will, let's lift our hands and pray for you. Pray for yourself right now, like the book of James declares. Pray for yourself, hallelujah, that God would give you a heart to receive tonight, that God would give you a mind to hear it and uh, give you a spirit to believe it. Glory to God, what he has prepared for us tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Glory, glory. If you have your Bible, friends, I want you to turn with me to 1 John, if you would be so kind, 1 John chapter 2. I don't know how this is going to come out because the Lord started talking to me about some things today that he's doing in this year with every believer. That means you, that means me. And I, I was praying it out in, in the spirit and the anointing hit me on this thing. I tell you, God is fixing to bless you like my dad used to say, he's getting ready to bless your socks off. He said at one service, one lady said, what about me? He said, I have an answer, but I'm not gonna give it over the mic, amen. But there's a blessing that is bigger than anything we've ever received. If you feel that you have all of God that you're ever gonna get, then you are the most deceived person in this room. Are you hearing me? In this auditorium tonight, I pray that none of us feel like we've arrived, but that we understand there's something more from God, more than we have now. I started this meeting on Sunday night with the message on the missing ingredient, believing that God, whatever it is, he'll make up what we're missing that will have a fullness of the operation of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Paul said this, and I'm beginning my reading, if I may tonight, uh, with verse 24 of 1 John chapter 2. Uh, Let that therefore abide in you. That means remain. There's some things that God gives us, we need to keep them. They need to remain. They need to abide. I wouldn't trade some of the wonderful things that God has done in my life for all the world. Hallelujah. I got, I got so blessed today just being thankful. You know, sometimes we just need to learn to praise him for what he's done, for the things that abide in us, for the things that remain in us, Brother Bob. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for God. You wouldn't know it by looking at me, but there was a time my body failed me. Now, from 1977, February of 1977, until now, I have never been sick. 
God has kept me this coming February 40 years from all sickness and disease, not even a hiccup. Are you hearing me? But there was a time I come under an attack of what I would call a buffeting spirit. And when you get that book on a buffeting spirit, I tell the full story there. I didn't know what it was. I was preaching under a tent in uh, Florenceville, New Brunswick. And they brought me a little girl who was deaf from birth. She had never heard. She had never spoken. And Brother Kelly, I, I love children. I love the little ones, my little grandchildren. <laughs> I'd give them everything. They just don't know it, so I don't tell them. But we love children. We love these young folks. I watch Pastor Dosek and his wife, how they interact with their grandchildren. And there's something special about these grandsons and granddaughters. And uh, even Nikki, my daughter, hallelujah, and my son. But the grandchildren, they expand your love. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, they brought me this girl. And Pastor Durier, you remember Brother Andrew, he had traveled with me in the early days when we used to go overseas. When I began our ministry, we worked as a missionary evangelist. And I went to other nations, and I would hold crusades, and we'd pick intersections where all the town would go by, and we'd preach till the fields were full. And I did that faithfully under the call of God from 1974 until 1989 when the Lord said, what I've shown you to do in Africa and India and the West Indies, I want you to do now in the United States. So in obedience to God, when I came into 1990, I began to do what the Lord told me, and I've continued on. Now if he opens it up for me to go somewhere, I feel like at this stage he would bless it. And we're working on an overseas crusade even now. But it's important, number one, to be obedient to the heavenly calling that's in your life. Don't let anybody talk you out of what's in you. Are you hearing me? Like as I uh, look at Pastor Dosek's daughter, I can see the gift of preaching on her. Well, that's powerful. Thank God. Never heard her. Don't have her CD if she even has any. But I prophesy unto you that it shall grow and get stronger and stronger and stronger as you're obedient unto the heavenly calling. Everybody lift your hands and say, help me to be obedient under the heavenly calling. Hallelujah. Why is it we don't uh, give the recognition to women like we do men? I don't know, but I tell you there is an anointing for every woman. I told you that Sunday night. There's something in this year, ladies, a promotion from heaven, something by the Holy Ghost that's going to bring you into a place that you've never been, and you'll be able to operate at a level you've never operated in. But don't worry, men. We're not going to let them take it by themselves. Amen. <laughs> but if the devil thought he had trouble with us guys, wait till these girls stick their high heels in his eyeball. He'll really have a problem. Come on, clap your hands and thank God for the ladies of the house. But I came under an attack, and I didn't understand it was spiritual. I prayed for that little girl, and as I did, her brother and his buddies were going by on bikes. And he looked under the tent and said, hey, that's my sister. And they pulled all the bikes in, and they got off and walked under the tent. I thought I had somebody to deal with. Amen. But at that moment, the Lord opened her ears that had never heard from birth and loosed your tongue, and we began to teach your words. And those bikers all came and knelt at God's altar. And, oh, 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 hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. 
and gave their hearts to Jesus Christ. Friend, this is about people getting saved. Are you listening to me? If God's going to do anything this year, I believe it's to the saving of your family, to the saving of your children, to the saving of your parents, to the saving of our neighborhoods and towns. Can you shout hallelujah? God's going to save your family. You get it on the altar. You begin to pray it through. You begin to declare it. You say, devil, you can't have my son. You can't have my daughter. You can't have my family. I claim them for heaven, and I claim them for God. Hallelujah. you got to get strong in the spirit about it. Are you listening to me? Time is running out. Jesus is coming, and we don't have time to play church. I prayed for that girl, and Jesus in his great power healed her. Whew, thank God. That one miracle, her parents got saved who had never been to church. That night, her brother, by God's providence, went through the road that where the tent was with his biker buddies, and he got saved, and they got saved. You see, one miracle, Jesus said it this way in John's Gospel, the second chapter, uh, many believed on his name, the scripture says, when they saw the miracles which he did. I love Pastor Dosick. If for no other reason, he contends for the miraculous. Oh, God, raise up these 10,000 miracle workers and more. May there be men and women that say, that's me. I'm going to go. I'm going to do. I, I thought of how God has moved over the years. And God had kept me whole. I had no sickness, no disease. But I'd never dealt with a buffeting spirit before. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was. That thing was so evil, some nights I could see it. And it would come. And my wife said she never saw it, but she could feel it. She'd sit up in bed and begin to pray in tongues and bind it and command it to go out of the bedroom. It was trying to wear me down, keep me from preaching the gospel. And finally, I collapsed, and I had no strength. And a preacher buddy of mine carried me in his car from northern Maine down to Rhode Island because we had no home in those days. And uh, my wife was expecting a baby, and we had no money for a apartment or anything. And the devil just began to lie to me. How many of the devils ever lied to you about your money or lied to you about your position or lied to you about your health through your body? But the devil is a liar. Can you shout hallelujah? If God is for you, who can be against you? And there is a great anointing in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and begin to pray in the Spirit for a moment. For a moment. Hallelujah. Paringa. Boromba. Sheila. Bandehe. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so they carried me and they put me in a bed. My legs were like two big concrete blocks, no feeling, heavy. And I said to my wife, get that, uh, in those days they had that, what do they call it, reverse cassette player, where it just kept playing over and over. I said, get someone to get that out of the crusade, out, out of the van, and bring it here by my bed. And I used to carry, you may not remember this man, Alexander Scorby, where he read the Bible. And in those days, it was cassette tapes. And I knew from the Lord to put the gospel of Mark on, uh, the beginning of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and right to the final amen. I mean, I began to listen to it over and over. Because I knew that if I was going to be free, I had to be. Now, I wasn't sick, 
but my body wouldn't work. And I didn't know that there was a spirit trying to take me out. Are you listening to me? Fast forward just a little bit. There was a missionary lady, Assembly of God missionary lady from the Philippines. And she saw me and she said, there's a monkey on your shoulder. And I looked, I said, I don't see one. And she said, it's a buffeting spirit and God wants you to be free from it. So God will give you people that will give you a word that will help you to be fine. A buffeting spirit, see, a buffeting spirit. And when it comes, it's because of the breakthrough into the miraculous. The devil doesn't want there to be a testimony of the living Jesus on the earth in you. And so he'll buffet you every way he can. Are you listening to me? And so I'm laying there and I had no strength. And brother, I'm just telling you, uh, I had a little boy, two years old, and I had a little girl on the way. And uh, the devil plays tricks with your mind. And he was telling me, your days are done and your days are over. Are you hearing me? There'll come a time you'll feel like, what's the use? I don't know if I can go another step. I don't know if I can get to where I need to be. But I tell you in the name of Jesus, you can get exactly where the Lord wants you to be. If he started you out, he's going to help you to finish. If he got you going, he'll help you to finish strong. Paul said to Timothy, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, but not unto me only, but unto all them that long for or look for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you are looking for Jesus to come and you believe you're going to finish strong? Shout hallelujah. Praise God. So I'm laying there and I hear the devil lying to me. And I said, devil, there's not one thing wrong with me. Don't recognize what the devil's doing, but always give recognition to what God can do. Get your eyes off your trouble. Get your eyes off your problem. And get your eyes on Jesus. And Jesus will bring you through. Can you say amen? I said, Jesus can bring you through. Hallelujah. You have a slight condition in your body, and it's been a little bit of a problem with infection and uh, things like that. You see what I mean? But tonight, the Lord is healing your bladder and healing your blood. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the head of the church, you shall be made whole. And this condition goes out of your body. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Because you dealt with it right before Christmas. Yes. Isn't that right? So the Lord is on the move. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's on the move. God's on the move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I know it's a buffeting spirit. I know it's trying to keep me from walking and preaching. And so I said out loud, I'm dancing in the spirit. And I heard that lying devil said, you're laying in a bed and your legs won't work. And so I grabbed one of my legs with my hand and stuck it out of the bed, Brother Martin. I grabbed the other one. And then I just fell out of the bed and grabbed the, the, the windows and grabbed the, the seal and held myself there. And I heard it again. What do you think you're doing? I said, I'm dancing under the power. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah, of the Holy Ghost. When I said that, my legs began to tingle. Feeling began to come back into them. Are you listening to me? Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight that when you stir up the gift that's on the inside of you, it'll drive out everything the devil's trying to do to you. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, stir it up. Shout, stir it up. Shout, stir it up. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You got to stir it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. That thing left me. It's never been back on me. And so I testify to the goodness of God that for 40 plus years I've never been sick kept by the power of God. The devil doesn't want there to be a witness like that on the earth. But you need to, you need to strive and you need to uh, contend for your faith and you need to stir up the Spirit of God in you. Now this is what God spoke to me today. He said, and I'm going to ask you and I'm going to test this. How many have ever had hands laid upon you? Let me see your hand. Somebody has laid hands on you and prayed over you. Hold it up. I think that might be everybody. All right, let me ask you this way. Is there anybody here? You've never had hands laid on you. No one's ever prayed over your life. Let me see your hands. Is there anybody like that? Well, where? Back where? I, I, I hear them saying back. Praise God. You, uh, it's a young man. Is that who I'm looking at? Lady, who is it? Come here. Who's over here? Come here. Hallelujah. I, I'm not even going to let two people sit here tonight without the power of God. Amen. Having uh, been uh, transferred to them by the Holy Ghost, by the laying on of hands. Lift your hand and say, Lord, thank you for the impartation you've given me. Hallelujah. Yeah, young men. God bless you. Here comes a lady. Come on, son. Forget her. Look at me. Face this way. Hallelujah. I like you. Did you come for hands to be laid on you? Amen. You've never had anybody lay hands on you and pray for you? Oh, wonderful. Now, you're still not doing it. <laughs> I love every one of you. You love Jesus? Yes. You love Jesus? But yes. You, I think you're going to be an evangelist. You love the Lord? Yes. Amen. I'm going to lay hands on you so that there won't be anybody in here tonight that's never had anybody pray over them. In fact, you know what? You do have a call of God on your life. Amen. And the spirit of joy is on you. <laughs> glory to God. I said glory to God. Hallelujah. You don't say much about it, but since you're as little, there's a couple of problems in your body. Isn't that right? Sometimes it affects your jaw and your ear and then in the lower part of your body. Yes. And they told you you'd grow out of that problem. Isn't that right? You're going to grow out of it tonight. I lay hands on you in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> you felt it, didn't you? Oh, you'll never have any more problems in your mandible area and jaw and your ear and the lower part of your body, and that part is healed. Lift your hands, son. Amen. How you doing? Good. I don't need you to lay hands on me. I'm going to lay hands on you. I don't want the spirit of stupid to come on me. Amen. <laughs> But you know, that's not what it is. Can I encourage you? You have the joy of the Lord on you. I know what it is. I'm just playing with you a little bit. You can tell all the politically correct people. They went, oh, eh, shame on them. Amen. They should love young folks. God's going to use you. I prophesy this to you, son. Going to use you in a mighty way. In your body, your sugar needs to be at the right level. And... I command you never to have juvenile diabetes. You understand that? And you've had a few issues 
and your parents probably aren't sure what it is, they're good parents. As I can tell by looking at you, you're a good guy too. But you shall not succumb to that, nor, oh, there it is, in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. Do you go to this church? You need to start. Hallelujah. The Lord shows me you're about two quarts low on the word. So wherever you're going, you're not getting what you need. And you know it because you're not consistent in going. True? You're not. I am consistent in going. You're there every day, every service, the door is open. Every Sunday, yes. What about the midweek service they do? I'm a caregiver. What does that mean? I take care of my mom. Beautiful. Take her to church and let her get healed. That would be good. Not only good, it's what God requires. I see you laying back in the spirit. So, I mean, I've done this for 40-some years. I'm not a novice at it. But you're a good woman is what I wanted to tell you. And the devil attacked your home and your family a few years back. Isn't that right? That's true. And I see the vision. He came against your home to try to destroy it. And there were people that blamed you. And they said it was your fault, but you knew it wasn't. You tried to do the best you could. Correct? Amen. Now, the reason I say it, trust me, I have preached for many, many, many years. I've laid hands on tens and tens of thousands of people. You're a good woman, but you need this kind of church. Are you listening to me? Never forget where it was the Lord gave you this impartation. For this is the night that he shall do it. And in the bones of your body and one of your joints, the power of God is going to strengthen you. You believe that with me? I do. In particular, in one of your vertebrae where you strained yourself, the Lord's putting strength in your back, strength in your legs, amen, and your joints. I lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. I command that anointing go through you. Come on, lift your hands, everybody. And now nobody can say that they haven't had hands laid on them. Amen. Come on, lift your hands and praise God. This is my last night, so I'm just going to hit you and run. Amen. Hallelujah. You can go sit down, stay right down here in the front, do whatever you want, because we love you. Amen. Now, this afternoon, the Lord spoke to me about the laying on of hands. Two things happen when hands are laid upon you. The Bible says in Mark's gospel, they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. There's something about the laying on of hands to healing and the healing anointing. Can you say amen? I heard Brother Hagin say one time that he said, I don't know anybody bolder than Dr. Sumrall uh, in a meeting. He said, I don't know anybody bolder than Dr. Sumrall. But he said, I talked to Brother Sumrall, and he said, you know what, Brother Ken? That, that boldness never came on me until uh, Smith Wigglesworth laid hands on me in his home. He said, I went to his house for three years straight, but he never laid hands on me. But right before the World War II broke out, and I knew I had to go back to the United States, I got to Wigglesworth's house, and he was crying with tears running down his face. He said, Lester, I'll never see you again on this side of glory. And the Lord Jesus came to me and told me to lay my hands upon you and the anointing that has been working in me in healing and in the boldness of God is going to come on you today. And Wigglesworth with tears. I've heard Brother Sumrall tell the story himself. With tears running down his face and splashing on Brother Sumrall's uh, body. Uh, he laid hands on him and commanded the spirit of 
healing and the spirit of boldness to come into him. Are you hearing me? Impartation is real. In the book of Acts, there were certain prophets and teachers in the church at Antioch, and the spirit said, separate unto me Saul and Barnabas for the work whereunto I've called them to do. And they laid their hands upon them. Come on, folks. That's the anointing you're feeling. They laid their hands upon them. They laid their hands upon them because the Holy Ghost was releasing something into Paul and into Barnabas. I'm telling you, I came here tonight and I believe with all my heart that in this year and in particular tonight, I've set my faith. The Holy Ghost is going to put something in you and those of you that have had hands laid on you, which now is everybody in here, you need to stir up the spirit of whatever God put in you and that stirring up will give you the breakthrough that you need for the whole year. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Praise God. Lift your hands and just thank the Lord. Thank him for that. Impartation. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So then the Lord gave me a vision today. And I saw a person that was sickly and that was having problems with their heart and other areas. And I saw this bright light on the center of their body. And the Lord said if they would stir that up, it would drive out the heart trouble and the disease. And then as I prayed in the Holy Ghost, I saw that light. See your spirits in here. I saw that light getting brighter and brighter and filling the body of the person in the vision. And then when it was done, I could see the heart was beating perfectly and normally. Are you hearing me? So what we need to understand is, number one, God has put something in us when hands are laid upon us to the glory of God and by the power of the Holy Ghost. And then secondly, in the time of your trouble, in the time of your need, you need to begin to stir up the gift that's on the inside of you. You need to stir it up. Even if you're on the bed and your legs won't work. I found out you can praise God and you're not even moving yet, but you're stirring it up by your spirit. You're stirring it up by your spirit right now. Hallelujah. As you cause that stirring to take place and God has already imparted in you by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, there is the spirit of increase that will come on, the stirring up of the gift. Hallelujah. As you stir it up, it drives stuff out of your body. It drives things out of your mind. It drives things out of your home. It drives things that are bad. Are you hearing me? and it releases everything that is good. Glory to God. Some people, they live in a house. Others have a home. God wants you to have a home and destroy the work of the devil that's trying to give you just, uh, uh, just a house but not a home. That's how I just prayed for that woman. I said, that's how I just prayed for her. You know, she's a good woman. She gives care, she said to her mama. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Now, why I said what I did to her years ago Whenever we had people, they called them shut-ins, we'd bring them to church and we'd pray until they got healed. We don't do that now. We make a place for the people's illness, their ability to not work, their ability to not function. But I believe the Spirit of God wants to show off the power of Jesus to this generation. But to do it, there's some things we need to do towards the healing anointing and stirring up the healing anointing. And if we don't do our part, God can't do his part. Whew. Stir it up. Everybody say stir it up. Stir it up. Say stir it up. 
Say it again. Stir it up. Something this year God is doing to the impartation of the Holy Spirit into you. You got to stir up what you already got, and you can't have more until you use what you got. Everybody take a deep breath. Hold it. Don't let it out. How many would like to breathe again? Then let out your breath. Take another breath. Let it out. You see, there are some things we just take for granted. I don't walk around going, now you see, that's a God principle because he breathed life into you. Are you still with me? That's how giving works and blessing. You got to give out if you're going to take in. If you're always holding in, what's going to happen? You're going to turn blue and pass out. In any realm, in any realm, in any realm that you function in, if you don't give out what God's given you, you can't take in the, the better that's coming, the greater. Everybody say the greater. So I saw this today. I saw the Lord saying that white light in that person's body. He said, you got to tell people to stir up the gift they got when hands were laid on them. Something the Holy Spirit gave you. I don't know what it is for everybody. Maybe you do. I don't. But I know I have an anointing for healing that God has given me. I've had many wonderful men and women of God lay their hands on me. And the Lord said, all that's still in you. You just need to stir it up in 2017. In other words, God's putting the onus, the burden upon myself. He's saying, you've got to stir it up. In other words, God's not going to force you against your will. Oh, God, why am I going through this problem? Oh, Lord, why am I dealing with this situation? Because you're not stirring up the gift that you have by the laying on of hands. And after we just prayed, everybody in here has had hands laid on you at some point, and there has been an impartation of the precious Holy Ghost, but you can't just take it for granted. You have to praise Him. You have to love Him. You have to give God glory. You have to stir it up by your praise. Can you say amen? And there is an anointing that God's working on. First John chapter 2. Let's look at the next verse before we pray. How many are with me so far? You know what I'm talking about. Glory to God. The Bible says, verse 26, these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. I want to talk about deception. The devil knows the anointing in you can handle every problem you come against. What he'll try to do is put people around you that will demean and put down the things of the Spirit. I was in a restaurant with a bunch of preachers, and this pastor... Brother Dosak knows him. He started telling jokes about the gifts of the Spirit, mocking it. And Pastor Huffton from Atlanta was sitting there with me, and he said to the fellow, you better be careful. You'd better be careful. You're speaking about the moving of the Holy Ghost, and it's not a joke. Well, he said, a preacher told it to me. I don't care if a deacon told it to him. Right. Right. We never speak demeaningly or by deception about the anointing. Now, there's been times I've preached and I felt like I was flying. There's been other times I've preached I felt like I had four flat tires. Any minister of the gospel that would not admit that they cannot minister unless they have the anointing, Philip, they don't have what I'm preaching about. 
We need the anointing to minister. And we, not, we, we cannot be deceived in this hour. I would say, from what I've been watching and hearing, the next generation coming up, the thing they lack the most is the Holy Ghost. They got the plan, they got the method, they got the style, they've got the background, they've got it all down, but they don't have the mighty anointing of the Holy Ghost. I sat down with my son last night. How many were here last night? May I see your hand? How many saw all the things God did? My son called me this morning, and do you know where he's at over in St. Clairsville, Ohio? The same exact miracles that we had here, he had there. I said, tell me more. He told me about the deaf like we had. I, I told him about the person I called out. He said, I called out a guy. Same thing. That's not a coincidence, friend. I believe there's an anointing in him he got from his mama and uh, maybe some from me. But it gets in you, and when you stir it up, you're then over in the realm of the anointing that causes these things to happen. It's not a coincidence that God saved you. It's not a coincidence you're in this church. I recommend every one of you, if you don't go here, start coming here. I know pretty Pretty much Ohio and the western part of this state. I don't know anywhere where they're moving like this except Brother Philip. Thank God you have a little bit. Glory to God. You can have more. But I'm just telling you, we need to even be careful where we go to church. We need to commit to a church and a leadership and enter in and stir up the gift. And if you'll do it, I believe it'll even keep you well in your body. If I can go 40 some years, you can go longer. Hallelujah. And then the next verse, verse 27, but the anointing which you have received, that's past tense, it abides or it remains in you. So the anointing is already in you. When they threw the dead soldier on the prophet, Elisha, the soldier came back to life because the anointing was still abiding in the bones of the man of God. So there's a tangibleness to the anointing and there is an abiding presence of the anointing. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. Woo, it's in my bones. <laughs> Woo, I'm getting happy. Glory to God. And then the Bible says, you need not that any man teach you. Let me stop with that. We need teachers in the body of Christ. But what they're saying is, you cannot duplicate, imitate, or anything concerning the anointing by natural means. One time I was preaching in a church, and my grandmother, she come into the uh, Pentecostal movement through Amy Semple McPherson. Sister McPherson put her tent up in wa wa uh, Washburn, Maine <clears throat> in the winter and put bells of hay around the edge of the canvas uh, curtains so the wind couldn't come under and put a heater in the middle and preach the gospel till she had 400 saved. My grandma said, Sister uh, Amy Simpson, first she'd sing her, her healing song was, Ask the Savior to help you strength and comfort he'll give you. He is willing to save you. Jesus will carry you through. And sang it every night for three months till she had 400 souls. Come on, say amen. amen. Well, one of the churches that came out of that uh, meeting with Sister McPherson was Littleton, where my mother went with my grandmother and where my mama got saved. They had a chair. Sister McPherson had an assistant come down to get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost. Said, bring me that chair. 
So they brought her to the chair and said, everybody that wants the baptism, sit in this chair. She'd lay hands on them. They'd get the baptism, speak in tongues, and then the next one would sit there until everybody got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, for the next some years, they kept the chair. There was a young evangelist from the south, from Virginia, wilder than the Comanche on fire water. I'm just telling you. Just love the Lord. I can say that I'm part Cherokee. Glory to God. If you don't like it, talk it up with the Lord. Praise God. I'm not politically correct, but I am spiritually correct. Amen. Amen. And so I come into that church, and I felt the Lord say, there's a whole generation needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I said, how many have never been filled with the Holy Ghost? There was a few, maybe 10, and I had them come down. And the pastor said, wait right here, Brother Shuttlesworth. I'm going to get the chair. I said, I'm not tired. No, he said, it's the Holy Ghost chair. I thought maybe it was an act of faith on his part. He put the chair there and say, Holy Ghost, sit down. But ever since I've been preaching, I've never seen the Holy Ghost sit down. He's always on the move. So then I began to perceive. He said, all right, here's the first person. Now the bottom's about gone out of that old chair. It smelled mildewy. You were with me there. And the people sat down. I said, get out of that chair. Something grieved in my spirit about the chair. So I began to step on it, kick it until I broke it into kindling, then threw the mess up against the wall. I looked at the crowd, and they're all... <laughs> they realized suddenly the evangelist had grieved the Holy Spirit, so they thought. I laid hands on a lady, and I said, receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She did. Laid hands on another woman, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She did. Laid hands on a man, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and he did. I went down the line, and all ten of those people received the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. And to the surprise and chagrin of the pastor and the surprise of the church, God didn't need the chair. Are you listening to me? The anointing that abides in you, it is by the Spirit of God. It's not a method. It's not some form of a, a, an exercise. It's not an ecclesiastical order. It is God working through your spirit and as it expands in your spirit it drives out everything the devil's trying to use to destroy you are you listening to me we need to begin to stir it up with praise we need to begin to stir it up with our song of faith we need to begin to stir it up with a desire for more of God are you listening to me I'm talking about an anointing of the spirit that is here tonight it's already in you you received it by the laying on of hands it's just whether or not you're going to stir your dead flesh up and begin to praise God right where you're sitting and say, I'm going to have more in 2017. I'm not going to put up with the devil's mess. Greater works than these shall ye do. Come on, shout hallelujah. There is a greater anointing, a greater work, a greater power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, raise your hand and praise God. This is the hour of God's visitation. Lift your hands and thank God for that. Someone say, this is the hour. Now lift both your hands and begin to receive the increase. Receive the increase. Oh, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I want everybody in here, you're battling with cataracts or your vision has blurred on you. Stand on your feet. There's an anointing right now coming on vision. Stand on your feet. You either have cataracts or you're losing your sight. It's getting blurred. Quickly move out of your seat and form a line right across the front of this altar. 
There is a healing anointing. Just give me room to walk between you. Hallelujah. Line up shoulder to shoulder. Ushers, help me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Dealing with cataract or that's it, shoulder to shoulder. It's okay. We got room. Pastor Dosak had great faith to build a big church. Amen. There's room. If you got your glasses on, take them off so I don't mess them up. Hallelujah. Move back here on the corner. Move back so I can walk straight across. Ushers, help me, please. Praise God. I don't know if it's you, but there's a woman. All of a sudden, one of your eyes just went blurred on you, and it comes and goes. Do you have that problem? The other day you woke up and it was all blurred and it took you a little longer to get it to work right. Is that right? Take a step of faith forward. Lift your hands to heaven. Praise God. Have you had any surgery on your eyes for cataracts to be removed? No. So you, at this point you've never had a doctor's working on your eyes whatsoever? No. But am I correct in saying your eye went blurred and it wouldn't open up for a little while? But lately, it's been coming on you more and more. Yes. Started out, you'd have it one day and then go a whole week, never bother you. But now almost every day, you're beginning to notice a problem. Yes. Is that right? Yes. You believe that the Lord has uh, caused this to be the night your spirit shall expand and drive out cataract and the beginning of uh, blindness out of your eyes? Even tonight, while I was preaching, I felt like the Lord said, things started getting blurry and you were rubbing your eye just to clear it up a little bit. Is that right? Yes. What's your name? Carrie. Where do you go to church? Living Word. Living Word. I don't know where that's at. It's in Dayton, Ohio. I'm sure it's a great church, but never forget where God healed you tonight. You have one eye then that's worse than another. Yes. Isn't that right? Put your hand over your good eye that doesn't bother you. Everybody lift your hands. Musicians are coming back. They're going to help us. Sister Nikki and all these wonderful people. Hallelujah. So this eye here is the one that keeps blurring over and lately more and more and more. Is that right? Yep. Jesus of Nazareth, run your fingers up and down her optic nerve. Take away the beginning of blindness. And sometimes she looks as just a gray fog. Is that right? Yes. I heard the Lord say that. I command this spirit that caused it come out in Jesus' name and never come back on her eye. I bind you and you shall never come back. Now open the eye. Keep the other one covered with your hand. Open this eye and look right at me. Amen. Now I see water in your eye. You had a dry eye. Turn and look across here. You're going to see it cleared right up. Yes. Is it clear? Yes. Better than it was? Yes. You give Jesus the glory. Yes. Come on, somebody clap your hands. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands. Praise God. My buddy, he knows the song I like. Amen. That song, they said it's the song of the house, whatever that means. It's a beautiful song. Sing it one time before I lay hands on the people. Hallelujah. Did you know that lady right here? So there'd be no way you could confirm it. Anybody know this woman? Anybody come with you? Your son, where's your son at? Come here, son. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, God's got something for him, I see. Oh, come here, son. This isn't a coincidence. God's getting ready to fix you. Have you heard your mom talk about her eye getting bad? No, she hasn't talked about it. So you would have no idea what she said tonight? Right. This is all new to you? Yes. But you believe what she said? She's seeing better already? Yes. 
I mean, I believe you. I'm just asking him. I believe it. Amen. The devil attacked you through a relationship, and it took the wind out of your sails. And you're wondering, can I make a comeback? Can I get to where I need to be? Amen. For you, this is going to be spiritual vision. Lift your hands. The Lord loves you. What's your name? Lamar. Lamar. Beautiful name. There's a basketball player. His name's Lamar. Odell. I bet you you can whoop him one-on-one. I saw him staggering the other day. He wasn't in his best shape. Hallelujah. You ready to receive blessing in your life? Are you serving Christ now with all your heart? God. You are. Isn't that wonderful? Then I ask the Lord to put that in you, the anointing to heal you of a hurt, a hurt. Relationships restored. Sing it as the people lift their hands. Lift your hands. We will never hands. be shaken. Jesus. We will never be moved. Our God's on you. Generations of believers. Oh. surgery behind it I see a small growth that needs to go did they tell you that just keep playing the music we'll sing in a minute but they told you about the, the little thing behind the eye yes, it's a blood pressure uh-huh it's actually a small growth I curse it and I command it to dissolve under my hand now blood pressure may have caused it I don't know I'm not a doctor but I do see this little tumor pressing against the optic nerve. And out of that eye, you have double vision. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that right? You foul tumor in Christ's name. I release the anointing. Here it comes. I believe the tumor's gone. Here will be the proof. Take this hand, cover that eye. Turn around. Excuse me, Brother Mark. Cover that eye with this hand. Look out of the eye that had double vision. You'll see it's cleared up. Except I... Don't Look this way. Wave at her, people. Clearing up? Clearing up. That's why they call it the working of miracles. Amen. Everybody lift your hand and thank God it's clearing up. Say it's clearing up. Now, I command your eyesight to go to 2020. Jesus, loose in Christ's name. Open your eyes and look at me. Take this hand, cover the eye that has been the good one. Look right at me. Is my face more distinct to you? Yeah. Clearer. Clearer. You believe already the Lord's done some. Whatever the blood pressure thing is, I command it to be healed. There it is. Hallelujah. But I can tell you that little tumor disappeared. That's why you're seeing a not double vision right now. You had a black circle? You sure someone didn't punch you? No. All right, look at the crowd now. You'll see it's getting better. Yes. Better than it was. Yes. All right, you praise God the whole way home. Sing it, my friend. Bring them back. They're too tight. Hallelujah. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Just step back. Just give me enough room to walk in front of me, please. 
Oh, buddy. Sing, everyone. Just hit it. Go ahead, son. You're doing good. You believe the Lord will heal you? Jesus! I curse those cataracts in her eyes in the name of Jesus. Come off now. Now, by the anointing. Now begin to praise God. Lift your hands and praise Him. You'll see this eye clear right up. Both eyes. Jesus! Both eyes, son. Now remember, after I lay hands on you, give God praise for the stir it up in your spirit, surely. Heal the eyes. Both eyes, son, are one. Oh, here's the second touch, surely. Come on, praise him, praise him. Jesus of Nazareth. It's not cataract, though. It's just vision. Hallelujah. One arm, two. I command you to be right side stronger than this side is that right now i'm gonna pray one last prayer and the left eye will open jesus open for the glory of god take your hand cover up you're going to see it looks clearer better give jesus the praise all the way back to your seat both eyes are one jesus heal the woman by your power there it is it's on you come on receive it sing both eyes are one. Both of your eyes are one. Jesus, heal these eyes. Then give God praise. Both eyes are one, sir. How long have you had it? More than a year? Oh, weeks. Jesus, immediately reverse the sight. Now begin to praise God, son, right where you're at, here at the altar. Both eyes are one. Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of glaucoma. I remember you. God bless you. There it is. It's on you. Come on, lift your hands, everybody, and sing it with the singers. Come on. Stir it up. Stir it up. Get your spirit expanded. I feel to stop and ask you, what do they tell you about your eyes? Okay. 
right eye or both? For how long? Here it comes. I see, there's the anointing. Receive it. It's on you. Receive it. Doesn't take all night, folks. Just stir up the spirit on the inside of it. Hello, buddy. In the name of Jesus. You have trouble with your vision? What happened? That's in your left eye. Yeah. Watch this. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit that causes loss of sight in her left eye. Can you help her up, man? You got it. You're, you're what I call a quick receiver. Amen. Take this hand, cover that eye. Turn and look at the people. You're going to see it looks better. You got it, didn't you? Didn't take you all night. Now, praise God the whole way back to your seat. Amen. I tell you, the anointing's on me. Hallelujah. Let's join our faith together. There it is. It's on you, sis. I command that loss of eyesight and in this eye. In Jesus' name. There it comes. Now, praise God. Praise God. Receive it. I'm telling you, if you'll praise God, it expands your spirit. Take it, Brother Ron. You're a good guy. We love you. Receive it, son. Amen. You ready? Both eyes in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody begin to praise God out of your spirit. These are good people. Hallelujah. You ready? The anointing's on you. Take a step of faith. I command sight loss to come out. Clarity in both eyes. No cataract. Then praise God all the way home. It's on you, son. There it is, sis. Receive it. By impartation, by the laying on of hands. By impart. Oh, it's on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the laying on of hands, receive it. Hold her up. Glory. Could you help her back up again, Brother Mark? Glory. Everybody, you have a physical need. Stand on your feet while this anointing is being released. Lift your hands and sing with the singers. You shall be healed right where you're at. How long you had this trouble? It's affected the sight. That's why I had him get you back up. I knew that my spirit. Diabetes go to normal. In the name of Jesus. There it is, little woman. God can heal your grandson. He can heal you. Glory. You have trouble with your vision, lady? Both eyes are one. What happened? Lord, I rebuke that in her bloodstream. Let the eyes clear up. Take a step of faith. Come with your sight. Both eyes. Here it comes. One eye can see good far away. The other doesn't. But you can see good close up in one. You have two forms of vision. Is that right? I command your eyes to be healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, this man, he's got his faith out. Hallelujah. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. You're a good lady. Praise God. How long have you had this trouble? Since you were little. And you're still a young lady. You ready to receive from Jesus? You wear contact lenses. And so you don't wear glasses or contacts. You do. Which ear is infected? This one? From the uh, piercing? Be a lesson. I told my daughter she would listen. Now I'm telling this daughter, I command the infection to come out with the eyes to be Get that thing out of your ear wherever you can. Have them take it out. Your skin's not receiving it. So it's infection and it's sore. They'll tell you that unless they just want to keep it. Lord, touch her eyes. 
one eye is worse than the other. Is that right? Hallelujah. I'll come back and pray for y'all talking. We are courageous for the Lord goes before us. And victorious by the We are courageous for the Lord goes before us. And victorious. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift that song with these singers. There's power in it. Take a step of faith. I see you wear glasses. You just want God to heal your eyes so you don't have to. This young man said even with his glasses, he had a hard time seeing the Christmas trees. But right now, his eyes are clearing up. He said, it's a little better. Cover your eye again like I showed you. Do what you see me do. It's better than it was. He told me, he said, if you go five, six feet, it's all blurred. I think I'm more than five or six feet. Move her out of the way, please. Thank you, sister. We love you. 
Cover the other eye because you told me it affected both eyes. Do what you see me do. Now, you said it would be blurred within six feet. I'm going to go even further just so the people can see what God's doing. Do what you see me do. Better than it was, isn't it? Show them his glasses, Mark. Mark's holding them. And come here, son. Walk over here. Not Mark. Well, Mark can. He can do anything he wants. The rest of you, walk this way. How long had you had trouble with those eyes, son? I think I had glasses when I was nine. When you were nine. So you're telling me as you were looking at the platform, the Christmas trees, it was just all a blur to you? Yeah. With your glasses on. Now turn and look at it. You're going to see the trees look better. Yeah, they're still blurry, but they're better. Better. See, your problem is you don't need to go back in the past. You need to stay right where you're at. It's better. Don't say, well, I still see a little blurriness. Praise God for what you got. Say with me, thank you, Jesus. You heard me preach tonight, expanding your spirit. And as that anointing fills your body, it drives out the vision trouble. Now watch this. In the name of Christ, I command him not to ever lose it. And his eyes, one more level of clearness. Clear in Christ's name. Now look at the trees. You'll see it's better than it was before I prayed a second time. Yeah. It is, isn't it? It is. What do you think about that? It's amazing. It is amazing. So you see, Jesus loves you. You can expand your spirit by praise. That's why I asked my friends to sing this song in the house. And what's happening is driving out the sight problems where you said you couldn't see more than six feet. And that was with your glasses on. Well, look at the trees now. They're more than six feet. Yeah. Better, isn't it? I command you never to lose that gift in Jesus' name. Sing again, we... Lift your hands, son. Power of God. Lift your hands. Power of God. You ready? Power of God. Heal the eyes. You ready, sir? Power of God. Come, little lady. Power of God. Everybody stand on your feet and thank God for what he wants to do. Church, you're doing good. Oh, generations. We're living for Christ. Sing, we will. Oh, we will never be moved to the chaos. Now, oh, we will never, oh, we will never be moved. Generations of believers living for Christ. How many are living for the Lord? Lift both your hands and begin to build your spirit up before we go. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Mark, I don't know your wife's name. Trish, come here in front of me. Were you the one who told me you used to go over to China and so forth? 
I just heard the Lord say he's bringing China to Ohio. And you won't be traveling like you thought. <laughs> Glory. Thank the Lord, not Trump. Amen. <laughs> it's the blessing. How many you'd lift a hand and say, Jesus, I know there's not one thing between my soul and you. Lift it and hold it high and thank him that he's cleansed you and made you whole. Hallelujah. Just lift your hand and thank him. Praise God. Praise God. You may put your hands down. Is there anybody here tonight? You say, Brother Shuttlesworth, I'm dealing with them things in my life. I know they're not right. They're wrong. Pray for me tonight. I want to get my life right with Christ. Is there anyone here tonight you feel God calling to you to make a change, to get your life straightened up? Lift your hand to heaven and say, God, here's my signal. I refuse to let the devil destroy my soul, but tonight is my night to be free. Is there anyone anywhere? Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. That's what I thought. Just this one little lady. But you know what? You're so important to God. We're going to pray like you're a thousand people. Amen. That's the anointing coming on you. Everybody pray this out loud with this lady. Maybe one of the ladies, whoever here, could come kneel with her. Yeah, sure. Say this out loud, everybody. Dear Jesus, I love you. I refuse to allow the devil to destroy my soul. I reach out to you, and I believe you're reaching out to me. I love you, Jesus. I believe with all of my heart you gave your life on Calvary's cross just for me. I confess with my mouth, Jesus, you were raised from the dead just for me. And right now, sin's power is broken and I am free. In Jesus' name.